I don't care if you've been watching them girls twerking on cars all night. If you up, smash that like button. Welcome to Black and the Black Times. Depending on the host, the people who's coming to you live direct from the Beast of Smoke Down Fam with all the deck of the deck shit on my left. Host Ninja in the world, old Ninja. Apparently, the word for today is close. Mm. W O K E. On my far right, engineering on the ones, twos, choke people on threes, fours, Carlos. Hey, I'm going to just take a. Uh, 2025 20, off, I'm just saying. <laughs> Back up again here. Uh, no stitch, no blue, but we got a trifecta of dankness for you. you. We always started off with some stats. What are we doing? First in the chat will be my boy Patrick. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, listener of the week would be, sorry, I'm trying to turn down my fucking echo. It's annoying. Uh, listener of the week would be Zora once again. Steve, come coming back. back. <laughs> that's a great bot. That's a great bot alien. I like. I like Zora. You know. Why, Why do you guys know Zora? Zora? I'm pretty sure they can. It's just so weird. No idea. Yeah, it's, everybody sounds normal to me. Mm. Huh? Okay. Yeah, you normal, it's just lower my head. It's fucking weird. Oh. All right. Well, uh, obviously, Patrick, chat, let us know if, if things are sounding. Copesthetic on on y'all y'all's end. Uh, yeah, Patrick just okay. said echo for me, but I, I fixed it. So hopefully the echo fix is done now. Yeah, yeah so it sucks. Good. Old Ninja, what you pouring out for homes? Uh, nothing pouring out for all these uh, crying people crying about what fish. Let's jump in. Let's Try jump not in. To set it up. Uh, I can literally can barely, barely hear you guys. Really? You you can barely hear? Oh, yeah. They're chatting. They can hear us. This is okay, but yeah, yeah I can, can, my headphones, I can barely fucking hear you guys. Keep, keep it going while he's, he's researching it. Old Ninja, you setting it up. Uh, so, I was the biggest reveal of 20... 23, actually, I was going to say probably the last 10 years. Yeah. Because people have literally been holding holding out, you know, probably knowing that November in for like 10 years or whatever they were doing. Uh, we got a big reveal, big trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6. Uh, it was worldwide release, uh, even though some someone released it early, either hackers or a disgruntled employee. I didn't really dive into it but apparently <clears throat> uh, the trailer leaked early a date early because a bunch of like entertainment outlets were preparing to do their live streams and discussions and whatnot and they got out of whack and rockstar's like you know what someone put it online already already it sucks but we're gonna do this fuck everybody and uh we got a little teaser trailer it's about like i don't know a minute or a minute or less uh it's a huge, probably the fastest view trailer in, like, I think YouTube's history or something. It, like, soared to millions within, like, hours. Um, I might, it may have hit a billion views by now. Maybe. I didn't look. But uh, this is big news for the gaming world. I know a lot of people have been waiting, you know, their 10 years or whatnot. Uh, it looks pretty good from my point of view. Uh, we get our first female who is Latina protagonist and her boyfriend um, it is a lot of cutscenes 
Uh, we didn't really see a whole lot of gameplay, but it does look like some of it is in-game cutscenes, like real-time cutscenes versus like pre-rendered stuff. Um, it looks like this to me. I have a sneaky suspicion, like compared to GTA V, where you play as multiple characters, but you're you're one player. That this may actually have co-op uh, campaign, like they did with um, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, that little cut, little trick there. But that's just my opinion. Um, what did y'all think about this this trailer? You, you go first, Ronis. Yeah, yeah, I thought the trailer, trailer was a uh, was amazing. Let's, Let's just, just talk about how fucking Florida this was. was. I mean, this, this is obviously going to be a Florida video game. game. Uh, you had, you know, the Canyons of Speed. Okay. They had, uh, like, the whole Florida, like, black culture going down. Actually, black culture and white culture. Like, you got hillbillies and shit doing shit with alligators, doing people looking like meth addicts. You had chicks twerking on top of fucking cars. Like, they had some good um, jiggle dynamics. Going on, um, they had 1.25 gigawatts. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they had a lot. That was not fixed. Okay, so I got something else to do. I guess on my side. Uh, oh, give me. Y'all go ahead and talk. Let me try to fix it myself. Here's what I'm gonna say. They put Brazilian butt lifts in this goddamn video game. I'm so proud of you, Rockstar. Y'all, y'all done did it. Um, my favorite little, uh, not even an Easter egg, but a little tidbit was uh, uh, they had some shit where they go into the liquor store, probably to rob it, and they say some shit like, uh, uh, no shirt, no fucking thongs. They're, 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 they're very, it's very Florida. Let's just say that. They got the Zoe gangs uh, from South Miami or, or somewhere in Miami. They got all this it's a satire on American culture. It's it's always pretty much been that. It's an over-exaggerated satire of American culture. It's over the fucking top. We've waited so goddamn long for this shit. And it just, it, it looks fucking refreshing. It looks amazing. I will also say, Old Ninja, you missed an opportunity. You talk about, oh, you know, no RIPs per se. Motherfucker, whoever goddamn leaked this fucking trailer, they swimming with the fishes right now. They gone. Rockstar done took somebody the fuck out. I know uh, it. You know it. They're with Jimmy Hoffa. You know it is. No. You know what it is. No. So if it's a person that is not affiliated with the company, like a hacker, some like third, anywhere from 15 to 18-year-old kid or a group of kids in college, those people are getting hit with a bunch of legal shit. Like they you're going to get sued until like they're like 35 yep. or whatnot. Uh, those people were pretty much, I mean, they're going to wish, probably wish that they were dead with all the legal shit they're going to hit with. If it's a disgruntled employee, well, yeah, they're probably, you know, bricks were probably tied to their feet and whatnot, and they probably, you know, maybe it was on uh, um, X or the platform formerly known as Twitter. Uh, who knows? But they, they, they're they not with us. Or at least they're not, uh, they're not working. They're probably in the corner somewhere or something. Well, I liked how they uh, kind of took it back. Uh, you know, they dropped it early, the, the trailer, because of the leaker. And I heard the leaker was, like, trying to do some Bitcoin shit or something like that. And it's like, yeah. No idea. Come on, man. Like, it's not what we're here for. Uh, they tried to ransom the trailer? No, they, they dropped it early with, like, um, <clears throat> with, like, some, like, 
advertisements for some Bitcoin or some other like weird bullshit. <clears throat> All right, cool. Sounds perfect now. Good. Good. Um, good. Yeah, it was just fucking weird, but. I uh, I was very happy to see GTA 6, even though we all knew like, all their shit got leaked. Not all their shit got leaked, but we all knew it was coming. Um, usually, G, you know, Rockstar drops their major games um, in like five-year intervals. They've obviously slipped up with GTA 6 because GTA 5 is still making all the money. Let's just be honest here. People want to talk shit about, you know, Rockstar and their recent, uh, you know, remakes that were trash, which is, you know, understandable, but... If you look at, you know, Red Dead Redemption, or, you know, Red Dead, I can't even say Redemption, Red Dead, which is the whole franchise, and Grand Theft Auto. Um, and actually, if you go back in the day, like, Bully was a really good one, too, but I never actually played. I think it's time for them to release, or at least work on a, another Bully. Um, and I need to go back and play, like, the old Bullies, because I heard they were, like, really good. Um, but uh, the trailer looked fucking fantastic. I, I just, I, I went back and looked at the old GTA Five trailer. And uh, it didn't, looking at it through like the modern lens, it didn't look like a great game, which is weird because I remember like watching it back in the day, I was like, this looks amazing. I can't wait to play this. And it was still very polygonal. But but then again, it dropped on the fucking PS3. So that was like two generations ago. Uh, This new trailer, I fully expect it to, to look even more amazing when it comes out. And I expect it to last at least two generations yeah. through consoles. Uh, I, I love like all the little they did. They went straight boondocks with their references to like modern culture. Um, the, there was a, those are real people that you saw in like the chick with the two old lady with the two hammers, got all the tattoos, uh, a whole bunch of other like references that were in the videos. Um, and I think that people kind of forgot that there was a time when GTA. Four dropped. I think it was four, and then it, people were like, "Ah, oh, it's it's okay," you know. And then a, a great game called um, Oh Jesus Christ, what the fuck? Uh, Saints Row the Third dropped, mm-hmm. and Saints Row the Third murdered GTA at the time. Like they were way more on top of like the social references and the culture references, and it was fu- it was fucking great. And then I think because of that. Uh, they went back to the drawing board with GTA Five, and they fucking they basically buried um, Saints Row. Like, yeah, it wasn't even fucking close. Uh, you know, the last you know Saints Row game, I don't think it was bad, but it definitely was not the you know GTA burying game that Saints Row the Third was. So, and it looks like they're paying the same amount of detail on this new GTA Six. I heard it's going to be really big. Um, I'm just the only thing I'm sad about is going to be in 2025, but uh, hopefully it's early 2025. I'm just look, I'm getting older. I don't want to fucking. There's going to be some point in my life where there's going to be some game I want to play. I'm going to fucking die. I'm never going to be able to play it. I hope it's not just <laughs> there were a lot of folks who never made it to this fucking even this trailer that were hardcore GTA fibers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad we finally got to this day. I'm glad that uh, it's it's official. It's out there in the ether. Um, even when Red Dead Redemption 2 dropped in 2018, you had a lot of people still, you know, like, where's GTA 6? Where's GTA 6? Yeah. You know, that was years ago. So we, we made it. Um, the What is the name of the, uh, the Latina? I, I, I missed her uh, name. Lucia? 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 Yeah. yeah. 
she seems very, very fucking interesting right off the bat. You see her in, like, some prison garb. You see her with the mask up, possibly with her boyfriend uh, hijacked or uh, holding a, robbing a liquor store of some sort. You see her in a fucking bikini on the rooftop doing some bar shit. Uh, I want to see where they go with them as a couple and with her. Uh, it, all of that sounds fucking interesting. The other thing that they really didn't get into, but you know it's going to be fucking slamming. Don't fucking forget how GTA Five had the greatest video game soundtrack of all time by millions of miles. Like, this shit, I don't care what fucking type of music you were into, there was a goddamn radio station for your ass. And... They kept building and adding on it, the PS3 version versus the PS4 version. Like, there's plenty of fucking music that's going to be on this shit. Don't sleep on it. When we find out who all, all the artists that are going to be on there, because every artist is going to want to be on there, it's going to be gin- ginormous. There's going to be so much fucking great music. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's like, was it GTA 5? It made me go back and listen through some... I, mean, I don't know what fucking soundtrack it was. But there was some soundtrack that maybe go back and listen through older Kendrick Lamar albums. Yeah. And I can't remember which one. It might have been GTA 4, maybe. I've had a lot of, of, of Kendrick. Uh, San Andreas did some fucking miracles with me. I, my ass was listening to fucking country music because yeah, of San Andreas. That. <laughs> yeah, like that. That, sh- that shit was fucking great. Uh, what else did they have? I mean, you know, they had reggaeton on there, jazz, the fucking... The fucking um, shock rock uh, or shock pop radio pop radio stations <laughs> yeah. were fucking hilarious. Like the music and the radio stations do not sleep on them. Whenever that gets released, uh, was it, hold on, was it GTA Four that had fucking Boss Rudin on there? I, yeah, I think it was Four. Yeah, yeah. Nico Bell. It, it was called the the Man. It wasn't the Man Show, but it was a parody of the Man Show. Mm-hmm. And he's always, it was the funniest shit because he's always like, "Who wants to knife fight me right now?" That shit was all bad. That shit was great. And and uh, here's another thing too. I'm I'm looking forward to, you know, maybe a few Easter eggs or cameos. I mean now there's there's so many GTA uh characters that you know we haven't seen in so long. Obviously this is a return to uh, you know Vice City. Um but some of the characters from that game, maybe even some of the characters from Liberty City or San Andreas that we haven't seen in years. Cameos or not. So, before we get into what I was alluding to when we started, uh, a couple things. So, Dr. Dre literally made a, like, mini album for GTA Five. Like, he literally created new content just for this game, and then years later, released it as a fucking album. Yep, So the there's album. literally tracks, what was that? The Compton album, I believe, right? Something like that, yeah. I thought it said the compilation album, but yeah, I believe it was the, com- it's basically the songs he made exclusively for GTA 5 and you couldn't get it anywhere else and then it was years later where you could buy the CD that he made for the game and it'll probably be like that again not with just him they probably found you know some other artists they'll probably be like Diplo or, or you know uh, uh, whoever's like really big in the EDM scene they'll probably have an up and coming uh, uh, um, you know country artist uh, R&B artist don't be shocked that Taylor Swift is on this shit. I mean, shit. Bad, bad Bunny, Drake. There's going to be some big oh, yeah, headline bad. folks. You can bet Drake will have at least, he'll probably have a couple of exclusive tracks just for the game. 
Bad Bunny, hundred percent. He's the one. He's the biggest artist in the world, and the biggest game company, or the, not the biggest company, but the company that probably made the most money in the last ten years. They can afford to pay him. I mean, I think that, I can say this kind of unequivocally, but I, I think that Rockstar has made the most amount of money on a video game without pissing people off. Oh yeah, with like microtransactions, like I think by far, and they're. You know, the fact that what they've done with GTA V, the fact that it's lasted, you know, t- you know, two generations of gaming. Um, actually, two or three. 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 Yeah, three generations of gaming. Three and, they're st- and they're still selling copies of this fucking game. And they still keep improving upon it. Like, I can understand why they didn't make a new game for a long time. It's like, why would they need to? I, I, I would hope that they put, that they kept refining the new game, which looks like they did. I mean... It looks amazing, and the fact that I was going back through the trailer and looking at all the different like body types in the game, they got some thick ass women in that fucking game. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, all right, y'all, y'all know what you're doing. Um, it, it just looks like it looks like fucking fun, and you know, uh, I have fun playing a lot of video games, but it, it's it's really fun playing, you know, Rockstar core games. They're they're a different level of gaming. They're, they're just well fucking polished. And here's the other thing for like older heads. And this game has made, the, this trailer has made a lot of people look nostalgically back on the last <laughs> 10 years. But Rockstar used to drop GTA games every two or three Five. years. No, it was more, it was closer than that back in the day. Like, well, we, I mean, I played it since the first one. And, you know, like literally the first one where it was top down. And the second one, like I, mm-hmm. I played. Probably all of them. Probably. Look, look between. I own all of them. <laughs> look between GTA Three and San Andreas. I, the frequency was more than every five years. Well, so. yes, but also games were like you got to be honest; they were easier to make back in the day. I mean, well, I'm sure. All I'm trying to say is we used to get them with much more frequency, and now we've had to wait longer. They've actually been wait way better polished and whatnot and, and obviously way better received when you talk about the sales of GTA five. But um I'm just glad the fucking wait is finally almost over. It now watch so, it'll, it'll drop at the end of twenty twenty five. So GT uh, uh, hold on. GTA which ones were you saying? GTA three and four there was Vice City and San Andreas in between, wasn't there? Yeah there were seven. No, no, there were three Vice City, San Andreas there was four. I, I can give them to you now. Okay, so the first GTA was in 1997, which I played. I was 18 years old when it dropped. Um, then GTA 2 came out in 99. GTA 3, which is which changed everything, because that was the first like 3D one. That dropped yep. in 2001. Then yeah. Vice City came out in 2002. Mm-hmm. San Andreas 2004. So here we go. This is a track record for Val Damaparji was saying. Then GTA 5... Came out in 2008. That was four years. Then GTA yeah. 5 came out in 2013. Yeah. So that's where you get the huge gap. So it's almost been a decade uh, between games. But, I mean, they kept improving upon the old ones. So yeah. this, this is not including like, all the expansions and the handheld games and all other shit. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was the other thing, too. I mean, remember the core game for – this is what's even more amazing. GTA 5 never had for the campaign – any fucking DLC in 10 fucking years. And we used to get, like, for four, we got the Ballad of Gay Tony and Lost MC Motorcycle Club DLC. 
Yeah, all, well, all the DLC was in the, the online yeah. game, which is yeah, yeah Stark Departure. Yeah. So, I, I don't. I I would love to. Obviously, they're, they're going to support online for forever and a day. Like like you said, probably two three generations. Um, but I'm hoping that uh, they maybe add on to the campaign like they used to back in the day as well. But we'll see. I, I think that they're going to uh, do like this sort of. Um, building upon what they learned from GTA uh, 5. And I, I think they'll probably add in, like, the incremental things. Hopefully, they, you know what they should do to, like, just cement the fucking legacy is put in uh, co-op in GTA 6. That'd put in amazing. co-op, add it back in, you know, DLC for the single player and co-op. Um, and that's just, the, that's the crown. Like, that's their crown. Yeah. I, yeah, I I mean, I suspected it already. That's why I started with. Um, it looks like it might be a two-player campaign thing, and I think that would be amazing. Uh, with today's technology, is totally doable. So, you you know what I'd love I'd love to see. Well, I, I think they really have this, but but the online the online version version for five was always distinctly separate. Mm-hmm. Perhaps they can incorporate a whole lot of elements of the. Uh, the online into the main game, but I don't know how that would work. We'll see. I, I'm I, I'm along for the fucking ride. I I, I want to be surprised. I'm sure there's going to be more information uh, leaking all of calendar year 2024. But I do know this: a lot of these game studios that had games that they were working on right now that were about to launch or have trailers or, or about to launch in 2025, you want to steer clear from this launch title. When, yeah. when it, <laughs> months. this is, you want to steer fucking clear. Do not, you don't want any of the smoke. I'm telling you right now, if you're within that same quarter of this, you're going to get buried and people are going to fucking forget your game. And yeah, I don't you're basically, you're going to be uh, Far Cry 3 back yep. in the day. Because Far Cry 3 yep. was like one of the one of the best Far Cries ever. And uh, because of the release date, it was like late in like 2010 maybe mm-hmm. and like nobody fucking played it because it was like in december of 2010 a whole bunch of other games dropped everybody didn't even know that this game even dropped and it was fucking amazing yeah maybe um, maybe people go back years later and find you but don't do it to yourself pick a new due date <laughs> or yeah. release date yeah all of a sudden um, you're like oh my game did well f-, you know five years later meanwhile you, you fucking lost your job you know, you're fucking bouncing around. Now all of a sudden you're working for EA and shit, you know. <laughs> all because you wanted to challenge just fucking Rockstar yeah. for some bullshit. Yeah. Um, like Prodigy's been saying, we didn't uh, uh, talk about the release date is 2025 for the game. And that's a big uh, kind of uh, red flag or, or black eye or whatever. Well, a lot of gamers in the community are complaining. Like, it's a whole two years away, and it's so far away, and it's like, uh, we're in December of 2024. This this year's pretty... 2023, I'm sorry. We're almost over. I'm already looking at 2024. This, we're literally in the last couple weeks of this year. Um, 2024 will be your year to wait. Uh, I don't know why people are freaking out. It's not like you're not... I mean, you know it's coming, uh, you have plenty of games to catch up on before you start playing this one. Uh, all those games you got, like, your backlog, you have a year to get through them. 
they're letting you know, get through your backlog so before this game drops, and then you can come in. Um, I would say the only other game I think that could uh, bring a, a, a light to it but not outshine would be like a new Metroid. If that a new Metroid dropped, like a 3D Metroid dropped the same day, that'll definitely get some, some heat to it. Not no, as much. I, I, no. but the, Nintendo some. would never drop a Metroid anywhere, anywhere around that because Metroid is only dropping on one console. Mm-hmm. GTA dropping on at least two. At so, least two. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that that'd be a huge mistake by Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. And and I, Metroid's a great franchise. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. But not dude, people have forgotten. I we're old fucks. I we were there when the uh, uh, the they, they were actually dropping this and GameStops had lines and fucking people took off of work and they were reporting it on like the business times like what is this weird video game that's you know doing so well and the economy and the economy is spurred mm-hmm. on by this this is going to change the fucking planet in terms of worker pr- productivity for a good quarter or two probably longer yeah let's you know when it first said 2025 I was like boned but this has been one of the greatest years for gaming, like, ever. So I can't really complain too much. Now, you know, next year is going to have, you know, a whole host of, you know, another. it's going to be another good game of gaming. But it's not going to be as good as this year, I'm going to predict, early on. But uh, it, there's still, it's a solid year of gaming next year. So I think we'll get through it. There was a huge backlog because of the pandemic. They're working all through that shit. And, uh, yeah, we're, we are um, bearing the fruit of uh of that now so there's a few shitty games but you know don't play those and play the ones that are great there's plenty of great games we're gonna talk about how uh people crying on the internet about this trailer or not yeah yeah, we gotta talk about it because i think that uh you know these people that i think that woke these anti-woke people I, i feel like they're almost like uh they're like zombies at this point in time like, they don't, like, it, how the fuck do you call the trailer in GTA 6 woke? It's a it's a heterosexual couple. You got chicks with huge asses twerking on top of cars that are speeding. There's strip clubs, multiple strip clubs. You got people in, it's the, the name of the game is called Grand Theft Auto. It's named after a literal fucking crime. And you're calling it woke. Like, it, have you never played a GTA game in your life before? You can literally have sex with a hooker in a car and then not pay her and then shoot her. And then maybe run from the cops. If you don't run from the cops, you can try to kill as much as you can. If you kill all of them, the, the you know, army comes for you. Then good luck. But this, these are not, people don't understand what the fuck woke even means anymore. It's just like some, it's some weird buzzword that they don't understand. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, uh, a lot of people never under, understood it. It's been completely changed over the last few years. But um, at the end of the day, <laughs> the complaints are really, I see women and black people. That, that, that's really what it boils down yeah. to. But, but what's crazy to me is there have been black people, like CJ was the lead character in San Andreas. 
Vice City had plenty of Latin characters in it. Uh, Grand Theft Auto V had Franklin and Lamar. Yeah. And, well, I mean, there's been black and brown people in GTA. I didn't play the early ones on PC, but since three and on, you know, for 20 plus years, 20 years or so, what the fuck? Go ahead, old Nick. Uh, I'm pretty sure most of these people were were really young when it came out. So as we were pointing out early on, like a lot of the people were like eight, seven when <laughs> GTA Five was released. Yeah. So these kids who are not old enough to play, they may remember their older brother playing or even their older sister even. And uh, they got to play as they grew up because they're like, you know, 20 something now. Um, but these people kind of grew up in the Trump era. And so a lot of them are using woke to describe what they dislike. And that's what they're using because they probably didn't get a chance to play these other games. Uh, and so they're like, well, these games are old. I don't want to go back to it, but I've heard so much about it that I'm going to try to, you know, get my hands on it. But now I see stuff that, you know, that my uh, cult leaders are saying this bad. <laughs> the, the wild thing to me, I saw fucking Elon talking about, yeah. oh, I didn't, didn't want to play GTA. Can I, I, I can quote him for you if you I, want. Want me to quote? Yeah, yeah quote, quote, what was the quote? Yeah. His actual quote, oh, sorry, I didn't have that full screen. His actual quote was, it was from a guy who said, it's, it doesn't matter his name, but he said, a list of games I have not played, GTA 1 through 6, basically. Elon Musk re-quote tweeted and said, tried, but I didn't like doing crime. GTA 5 required shooting police officers in the opening scene. Just couldn't do it. Meanwhile, this dude grew up with gems in his pockets, dug out of the ground by children, but he's got a problem with killing Fictional fucking police officers in a video game. Get the yep. fuck out of here, you simp. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What What in the entire ever-loving fuck is going on? Um, here's the other thing, too. I saw some craziness tweeted, and there's, there's all kinds of wild tweets about this, about how could they sell this game to children? It's so... Uh, all this debauchery and all. GTA, for you... Fucking assholes who don't know shit on shit, and, the, and Google is free, is an M for mature rated game. Period. Point blank. Yes, this GTA 6 has not come, came out. I guarantee to you, just like all the others, it will be M for fucking mature. It's never been a kid's game. It's not Tetris. It's not Mario Brothers. It, it's not a child's game. And I, I'm going to call you out. You letting your kid five-year-old, four-year-old fucking play this game, six-year-old, seven-year-old, you a shit-tier fucking parent who and, doesn't pay attention. And I, I synced it with my own eyes. Like, yeah. when I would go to do, like, midnight launches or 9, 9 p.m. launches, and I would see yeah. kids with their parents picking up, you know, MA games, I'm just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, do you, do you know what's in this game? Oh, like, right? Yeah. yeah like, and, and this isn't one that's just a violent game and that's why it's an M for mature like Doom Eternal is M for mature because a lot of violence and guts this one is for language drug use sex strip clubs killing hookers like all of the things that you don't want your kid 
knowing and experiencing and playing if you're a responsible fucking parent. So, please, like, anybody you see talking about, oh, how can they do this for kids, or what about the children, please shut the fuck up. Fuck them kids. This is an adult, grown-ass game. Yeah, it's, it's not a kid's game, just like, uh, you know, not all candies for kids either. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Like when, yeah. like when they have the whole, when they, like right now in California, they banned um, like uh, flavored, vape, flavored vapes, which I don't understand. It's like, but you can have flavored alcohol. Like, like what the fuck? Like, I don't understand like why people are, are trying to do that. I'm like, cause like uh, my, my oldest came out here and she vapes, I guess, I know. <laughs> And she was like, oh, yeah, they don't, they wouldn't sell her like any flavored ones. It's like, yeah, sorry, but I don't vape. I didn't fucking know. Um, and that's, that's like a real thing. And it's like, they, they, people swear, like after you hit like 18, you don't like anything sweet. You know what I mean? You know, like, you don't want to do anything fun. Like, what the fuck? There, there was an excellent, I got a plug. There was an excellent uh, documentary on vaping on Netflix uh, where I learned a whole fucking lot. Um, I will say some, uh, most of them companies are evil as fuck in terms of their marketing, but oh, yeah. people, yeah, people should be able to do what, what the fuck they want to do. But, I, but yeah, no matter what, GTA is not a game for your children. They, they shouldn't be watching a stream of someone else even fucking play it. They really shouldn't. I mean, unless you're an aspiring drug dealer or criminal, <laughs> then I mean, 100% play GTA. But then also yeah. don't get mad when you try to get to, you know, your first one star, you know, event and you get murdered by the police, especially yeah, if you're brown. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing, too, and I know this goes usually without saying, I can't even imagine with the power of like the PS5 or PS5 Pro. And obviously this is going to go on PC eventually and X Series S and all that. There's going to be a gazillion fucking cars, too. Like, the number of vehicles should grow exponentially from GTA V itself. And even that had a phenomenal amount of vehicles from bikes to planes to fucking fighter jets to all, all of that shit. I can't wait to see the full list of fucking cars. You know what's weird about after playing GTA and living in California? <laughs> Is that because we have, like, a concentrated amount of Teslas on the road... Every now and again, I'll drive down the road, and I'll be like, am I in a fucking video game right now? Am I in GTA? Because all of a sudden, I'll see, like, 35 fucking Teslas in a row. I'm just like, bro, yeah. like, what is happening yep. here? Yep. Yep. There's a whole fucking lot of them. Yeah, there's uh -oh. a whole fleet of them. They're everywhere. Uh, yeah, I just, I cannot fucking wait. Do you remember how fucking great it felt, too, when you, like, just organically on your own figured out, oh, wait a minute, can I jump off of there? Oh shit! I can fucking jump. Oh, can I hide from the cops in these these tunnels? Oh shit! Yeah. What would happen if I go on this military base and actually try to get that fighter jet? Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. God, there's so many fucking moments like that where you're just like, I wonder if I can. Damn, I can do this shit. And you feel like you fucking unlock the secrets of the universe. Damn, you know what's crazy? Like, so when when GTA Five came out, this was back when like so we used to have this group called the Binheads. Mm -hmm. And that was back when we were still like in our heyday. We mm -hmm. still all still hang out. I think back in the Union City house, my Union City house, mm -hmm. and then your house, and because when you lived in Newark, right, Prodigy? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. For I think food nights, 
and, and mm-hmm. then your brother fucking cooked chitlins in your house. He sure did. Not <laughs> only did he, uh, did he, not only did he cook chitlins. Uh, prior to that, he brought durian. If you don't know what durian is, uh, picture or think in your mind these uh, locker room smell. And intensify a jock strap that has been in that stinky locker room for four months with no air, and then try to eat it as a fruit. That's durian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a natural deterrent. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love the. I remember Prodigy tried to explain to him and Misha tried to explain to me what durian was, and like all of a sudden, like <clears throat> I think the I don't remember which one of them. Show me videos of people reacting to it, and they were showing like pets, like cats were trying to bury it, like it was shit. Yes, like they're yeah. literally almost pierced, and they try to bury it with with everything they could to get away from that food. Just hilarious. Right. For me, for pound for pound, it has the most protein of any fruit I've ever had in my life. But it was stinky. Uh, <laughs> anyway. oh. uh, uh, but. <laughs> I would say for me, it's always about the the secrets. Like I remember GTA Four. If you went to the the Liberty City statue, that you can see the beating heart. Mm. Like there's the the shirt. I got the shirt that said uh, "I love Vice City" or not Vice. I love uh, uh, Liberty City. So it's "I love LC." Yeah. Like you, it was like this very special shirt that gave you like really good stats, which you I could use to like take down cops and take down like almost anybody. It was great. Yep. Shit like that was awesome. Just like random shit. Like, I remember. I remember when Google came about, and I think the link is still there. But there was a link to the city. It's basically a Google map of Liberty City and where all the secrets and shit was all in the map. You can zoom in and click. It would tell you coordinates and where everything was, and like it would give you like little info and shit. I was like, what the fuck is this? This when did Google like take Liberty City as a real city and it was mapped out like a real fucking city, street names. Strip clubs, secrets, everything was on there. I tell you what, like, the reason that I know New York, L.A., and Miami decently well is fucking Grand Theft Auto. Like, (laughs) I swear to fucking God, I could drive around L.A. right now and be like, yeah, I kind of know where Venice Beach is and Beverly Hills, you know what I mean? Dude, you know what's crazy is, was it Watch Dogs 2? I think it was Watch Dogs, too, because it was, it was in the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. And it was, like, super yeah. weird, like, driving around, because it's, like, they cut out sections of the Bay Area, and it's, like, yeah. oh, all of a sudden, you're going across the Dumbarton. There's there's no Fremont. There's no Newark. But all of a sudden, you're in San Francisco. I'm just, like, well, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. like you're, you're skipping a bunch of shit here. Like, you yeah. have to get Dumbarton and go to Oakland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, wow. yeah. But it's amazing how... Uh, quasi-realistic some of the maps and landmarks are, and you're like, oh, yeah, I fucking know where that is, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, Especially big landmarks. I mean, I'll look at, uh, I know that they would skip, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, the the backlash is ridiculous. Uh, here's the other thing, too. If you don't want to buy this game for whatever reason, you, you can have any reason, even if you're an adult and just a gamer and it's not your thing, totally fine. Nobody has a gun to your head. I mean, honestly, I feel sad for all these. I'm not even sad. They're just, they're dumb. I don't, they, they don't deserve my sadness, but they're going to be people that are, they're going to wake up one day and being like, because I was so anti-woke, now I'm sad alone and I'm just going to jack off all day. Maybe, 
but I can't Maybe. turn it off for certain things because that might be woke because porn is woke. Yeah, it might be too woke. Yeah. Too woke. <laughs> it's just like... You can't have women in your porn. That is woke. Yeah, it's woke. <laughs> like, I just, I don't understand like that, how far they're Wait, going with this anti-woke I'm shit. Confused. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, okay. I, I, I don't know where it's it, it's gonna end or land. The other thing is it's so reactionary. The trailer didn't fucking hurt anybody. Like, you know... It, it's a video. It hurt their feelings. There was a brown woman yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah. Video game trailer for uh, a franchise that is going to make all the monies. So you you can decide to, you don't want to be a part of it, but uh, I guarantee you a whole bunch of people who even claim that, oh, this isn't for me and there's too many black folks, brown folks, women, there's a lot of them are going to still secret buy, secretly buy this game. No, I mean, just, I mean, honestly, just go play your anti-woke games. Like, go <laughs> go find your anti-woke companies, find your anti-woke movies, go watch all that shit. They, you know, they seem very not interesting to anybody, except for maybe you. Uh, we recently <laughs> yeah. have Alex go Jones' game that it's out on yeah, Steam. Yeah, it looks terrible. <laughs> the Daily Wire has a whole movie studio full of um, failed movie writers, and they just released a new movie that is about... Um, men getting into women's sports that looks terrible, looks like Juana Man, but way worse. So if that's your anti-woke ah. shit, then eat that shit all up. Like all, all fucking three of you, eat yes. it. Up. <laughs> Pretty sure it's ten of them now. But yeah, yeah. Per, yes. I mean, there's, there's honestly more. It's probably millions, but there are millions of people mm-hmm. that you know. They're just they're sad folks that fuck their sisters. So you know. Oh damn. I, did. I feel, right. feel like Joanna Man probably hasn't aged well, but in my mind, I'm like, that was funny back in 2001. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it probably didn't age well. But this, I mean, honestly, I watched a trailer like that, the Daily Wire shit, and it, it just looked, it looks so stupid. It's like, I don't know how far these people are going to go to be like anti-trans. Like, I, I hopped off that bandwagon a long time ago because it's like the, the parallels of just like racism and just like anti otherisms are so incredible and then like seeing them use that and like put actual money into being you know anti-trans and like this very small niche thing it's just it's crazy to me and what sorry go ahead no it's just they're like recycling old narratives for shit and uh they shouldn't uh, people these people have money but they're spending it all the wrong shit What's fascinating to me, though, is this whole aspect of you're so concerned. Like, I'm going to tell you this. I don't wake up in the morning, you know, drink some coffee and think, you know, what what is what if what if that guy thinks he's, you know, thinks he's in the wrong body or gender. I don't don't wake up thinking about that. It's not it's not it's not my my thing. You know what I mean? Like, why are you so worried? That's That was fascinating to me. Like, this is your hill to die on, and it's not even your fucking body. It's- yeah, that's 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 one of the main things. It's like, I don't, why, like, why would you care? Like, when it comes to, like, even the sports thing, it's just like, I'm not playing that fucking sport. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, if a bunch of, like, you know, girls and women decide to... This is a thing, then you know, let them do that. But I, I have literally no fucking like. There's nothing. There's no incentive for me to like even comment on it. 
Like, but people do it for some reason, and they're just like swearing that they're gonna take over and blah 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 blah. blah. It's just oh, yeah. fucking dumb. Well, the, I think their biggest thing is they're uh, trying to protect children. They're like, oh, children are in danger. No, they're not. They're not like, from, children. from what? Yeah, actually, I'm like, <laughs> what are they in danger from? Like, I don't understand. Well, they're not killing them. Here's what I mean: children are in danger of school shootings. Children are in danger of uh, a whole lot of fucking priests that have molested and raped. Like, you want to talk about children being in danger? I'm I'm ready for that conversation. That sounds. Well, I'm talking about them being in danger from the trans community. Yeah, Yeah. usually that's what they wake up and and try to fight about. But anyway, I have not seen an epidemic of trans people raping kids or assaulting kids or. Even using strong language against kids. Nope. So, strong language. Nope. Uh, uh-huh. the, uh, the, the Catholic Church and the uh, Boy Scouts had a whole fucking epidemic with that shit. And, I don't know, crickets. Crickets from a lot of those folks that are so concerned. Yeah. So, I, 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 it, it falls on deaf ears for me. And it's like, you know, everyone likes the concept of obviously, you know, protecting uh, children in, in the abstract or whatever. But there are things that you can do to make the uh, mortality of children's lives better. Like actual things, but you don't, you're not interested in any of that. All those studies and data. Anyway, sorry. I'm going to get off my <laughs> soapbox. <laughs> uh, so before Project Magically Disappears, uh, I got to talk about something I told people I was going to talk about it last week, and uh, we kind of went, you know, in a different direction because we had a guest on the show, so things went in a totally yeah, different direction. Um, yeah, we had uh, Lilith on last Yeah, week. my daughter was on. <clears throat> yeah, so um, uh, last week I didn't get to talk about uh, the movie The Marvels because it's been a whole month, and I saw it when it came out. Well, I saw it the weekend it came out, like that following week. Monday or whatnot, and uh, I saw the film. Uh, it was like on a Monday or whatever. It wasn't like definitely a full theater or any of that. But oh, you uh, saw it on a Monday, like an old fucking man. Yeah, because it was like six dollars. Yeah, fucking you. Oh, damn right, I did that shit. <laughs> damn right. Uh, <clears throat> so I saw it after the weekend business, and uh, I, I actually, I actually enjoyed the film. I enjoyed this film better than the first one. Um, there was a lot of things I know. A lot of people were saying about the film like oh i don't want to watch um the tv shows in order to understand the movie i don't think it's fair blah 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 blah, blah. i'm like well i kind of get it but then when i watched the film and i was talking to other people they're like hey i don't i didn't get a chance to watch the series or anything but i felt like the movie gave me enough information about these new characters that they it worked really well i understood who they were and i understood what, what basically what their motivations were um I think that worked out pretty good for people who did not watch the series. So I'm like, oh, that, that means they did a good job in telling these characters' story. Um, and a lot of things, if you watch the, the shows, you would see a much deeper connection to at least maybe one of them. But you'll still get like a, a feeling that, hey, this is a continuation of some of the shows, even though I didn't really, you know, watch it or whatever. Or I mean, if you did watch it, you're like, okay. I see this where this continued where this kind of left off or a couple strings. For instance, if you watch WandaVision, you see that uh, Monica Rambeau's got tension towards uh, Carol Danvers. You don't understand why, even by the end of the show. When you watch the film, 
you see where that tension comes from and how it's resolved. Whereas if you didn't watch the show, you see both. You see how where it came from and its resolution. Oh, Ninja, is um, it is it sexual tension? No, I'm not watching the movie. Then. No, no, no. I think it looks for me because you can see that Tiana, Tiana, was it Tiana Harris? Should mm-hmm. that name anyway? She got settled on you. Anyway, uh, also Kamala Khan. Where literally it picks up where her series kind of kind of ended. It just morphs into this movie. Um, I think the character, or at least the actress to play the character, she went balls deep into this. Uh, she really embraces the character. Um, her story is very woven into this very well. Um, I think if you're a fan of the show, you'll really appreciate her performance as well as her story in the show. Uh, as far as Carol. I don't want to say she's left out, but I feel like a lot of things happen in between Endgame and this, and we don't see enough of it. We see just enough. Um, there's a part in the film where the characters, uh, basically for the for them, they view each other's memories, and they get to feel that emotion from those memories. As an audience member, you get to, it's basically a fact flashback. So you see scenes from... WandaVision, you see scenes from Miss Marvel, and they all kind of mold together. And then you see new scenes that shows what Carol was kind of doing or doing in between, because there's like new, new-ish memories plus old memories from her. And it, it becomes like this little back room, background for all the characters and their motivation on what they need to do to get the job done. So, I think it worked well. There's a lot of action in shit. There are some caveats, I will say, that I did not care for like uh nick fury nick fury did not seem like nick fury if you if you just watched secret invasion and then watched uh the marvels he seems like a totally different fucking character like if you're watching him you're probably going to think that he's a scroll because in secret invasion he feels like the super spy like the big head honcho and this one he's a lot more goofy it's very strange to me which i did not like at all I mean, yeah, he felt like he was a the head honcho leading um, with their space station called Saber, but it felt like he was kind of like um, an absentee manager kind of. It just didn't it just didn't seem right for a, a multi billion dollars dollar station and for him to be kind of like haphazardly knowledgeable about it. It, it just didn't it didn't play right for me. It felt really off. Um, he kind of got his act together together towards the end of the movie but i was it just didn't it felt wrong to me and then um uh there's a part of the film that kind of plays homage to um i guess what star trek kind of did with their musical episode so there's like a musical number kind of i mean there's it fits into the story like it's kind of like the little comic relief but i'm not a big fan of musicals and i really didn't care for it my cousin didn't care for it he almost tapped out because he thought the scene lasted too long. It's literally like a two and a half minute scene, but it was too much for him. So I kind of get it. We don't like musicals. This will probably definitely rub you the wrong way. But other than that, everything else seemed to work fine. Um, it's not the greatest movie, but it's definitely better than the first one. First one for me, I think uh, the other trades that gave it like a pretty decent score, it, it deserved that. Like it was, it's worth the watch. It's not definitely, it's not the greatest MCU film. I think too many people have the end game level expectation for its current films or end game or no way home actually 
they're not all going to be that big budget. They're not all going to have that much money pumped into it. I mean, even though this had a lot of money, that's because all the effects were fucking huge. They're huge effects. You can tell they're huge effects, but what drives the story is what is this movie's about, and what drives them is their heart and what they're going for, what they're working towards, even though certain times I felt like the editing kind of fucked it up because of pacing, because the pacing, will you'll feel like, okay, this scene works out pretty well, but it feels like it was edited to where it moved the scene faster. So, like, it's a little jarring. It doesn't feel quite right. So, yeah. you'll notice that if you watch it, you'll notice, like, hey, this edit is kind of strange. Like, I feel like they went back and redid it and pumped all this information in this one quick scene to move the movie forward. So, those are my big, that's my review. I enjoyed the film. I give it, like, a, I give it an eight. Yeah. Wow. That means you really liked it. That means you really liked it. Yeah, I, I, did, I did like it, but there were some things that could have made it way better. You, you get, you can like what you like. I don't know why you, uh, why are you directing stuff at me. I mean, you know. did I mention your name? Did I? Did I even yeah, you did at the you did at the very beginning. You know what? What did I say? I what, what happened? What you let talking me, about? Let me say this. I'm not talking about the before, Hold on. I said before you leave because you're you're leaving. Mm-hmm. I didn't say I didn't say your POS. Mm-hmm. Not this time. Mm-hmm. All good. If you like it, you like it. I will say this. I mean, obviously, everybody's seen all the headlines. Financially, this was a huge flop. Like, not even close. It's the lowest in the MCU. I mean, okay, let's. There's some caveats I have to say about this. Even though I'm, I'll give you all honesty, I have not watched the movie. But I think one of the main reasons why, one of the many reasons why this movie did not sell well um, was because they should have probably pushed it back. Because this is one of the first, this is one of the movies that was not really properly uh, advertised because of the SAG after strike. Hmm. So that needs to be a huge caveat. All of that's fair. What I will say though, during the same strike, both Barbie and Oppenheimer made huge money. No, 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 no. Yes. Yes. Those movies were at the beginning of the strike. So they all got full advertisements yeah. leading up You're, to the, the movies dropping. Yeah. At the hold end on, of on. the strike is when the Marvels dropped, and there was very little advertisements for these movies. I, that's not anything disagreeing with what the statement that I said, which was during the same actor strike. It, well, it the same be, no, actor strike that we're You can about say the same year. actor strike, but the actor strike started like a couple of weeks before, I think, those movies dropped, so they already got their full you know, advertisements and their, you know, interviews and all that shit leading up to the movie. So none, none of that shit happened with, you Mark, didn't see any of those actresses on fucking late night talk shows. You didn't see them on morning shows. You didn't see any of that shit. Margot Robbie and what's his name from Oppenheimer. And I didn't even see either one of those movies. Did not get to do their full press tour for those movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bruh. No. Okay, hold on. No, they didn't. Not their full yes, press tour. the fuck they did. When was the SAG-AFTRA strike? So it started on July 14th, okay? Mm-hmm. When did RB come out? Oh, wait, hold on. That's the wrong one. That's 1959. <laughs> that was the original Barbie movie come out. July 21st. 
So, mm. okay, so wait, I'm that, sorry, that's, Barbie a, that's a huge came out lead up. The 21st? Huh? The Barbie movie came out the 21st, right? The 21st of July, yeah. Okay, and the strike was on. July right? 14th. So, yeah, they missed a whole fucking week. Congratulations. A whole week of fucking <laughs> advertisements. And. Wait. Wait, I'm sorry. So, when the, the movie came out, they did the. You're saying on the 21st. The SAG after a start date was July 14th. Before? Yes, a week before. July 21st is when Barbie came out. So, they missed an entire week of fucking interviews and all so, this other shit leading up to the movie. So Meanwhile, the, the Marvels... The statement, the statement that Barbie and Oppenheimer came out during the strike is true. It, it came out a week into the strike. What the fuck are you missing here, man? Dude, what are the Marvels come out? Okay, so the Marvels... Statement. They came out during the strike. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me kind of mediate. Strike. You are totally... Oh, the entire... The entire... Hold on, we talked about this all this summer. The entire... Movie theatrical movie run for both of those movies was all during the strike. It's not about the movie run, man. It's because it's listen before a movie comes out, they do a whole bunch of things. They run a bunch of ads. They have all the actors come on to like late night late night shows, morning shows. They do all kinds of fucking interviews. They come on podcasts, all this shit. They missed exactly one week of that lead up. Exactly one week. The Marvels. Miss the entire fucking thing, the entire lead up. Fine, the Marvels miss the Marvels did miss because of the strike. However, the the entire theatrical run for Barbie was out during that strike too, and Oppenheimer made a whole bunch of money. You're still, bro. You're missing the point. You're missing the entire point here. What Prodigy is pointing out is that the fact that the movie came out a week after the strike. However, where Cronus is pointing out, which he fails to admit, that the press release, the press run starts at least a month and a half before the movie comes out. So you see, they travel around the fucking world, and they got to do that for Barbie. So and let, let me make let me make, let me make sure I let me make sure I understand. Let me make sure I understand. You're saying that Barbie and Oppenheimer were not adversely impacted. Minimally, I'm not going to say it at all, but it's minimally because they all got to get all of their press release videos. Photos, all the podcasts, all the fucking oh, the morning shows, all well. the news events, all that shit. They got all of it except for a week. The Marvels now, didn't get that really at all. Wouldn't would you now you're going to tell me that the week leading up to a movie release is extremely important and having probably the most amount of press. Okay. So I, I would, okay, I would you say that. keep that in mind. When did the Marvels come out? November, right? Okay. I don't know. November 10th. Okay. When did the uh, SAG after strike end? Around that time, right? Let's see. Right? I, I don't it, believe that's be it's entirely the case, but I mean, it's uh, but just the, close. the last week is not the only week that you should be concerned with. Okay. Yeah, but well, it's a whole a lot, year. You can literally look up on YouTube the interviews 
and uh, press outlets with media outlets around the world that they got to do interviews about before the drop of Oppenheimer and Barbie. What Cronus is pointing out that the Marvels did not get that ah, appa- okay, opportunity. I'll answer your question all. for you that you asked. When did the SAG After Strike end? November 9th. When did the Marvels come out? November 10th. The day, it sounds like the day after. Yeah, all so the, 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 what you lead, just said, the leading week up to that, that's so important, they didn't get that. Yeah, but what I, the other thing that I just said, though, is that neither did, and you've already admitted this, the week leading up they to... They got the lead up, though. What are you talking about, bro? Like, for real. I, I'm saying, listen very carefully to my words. The week leading up to that you just said, which is the most amount of press tour, they didn't get for either one of those two movies prior. No, but they, right? they're still missing. Okay. If you're having a well, campaign I mean, event right for anything, I mean, right if you're saying that only right. one week matters, then I, I don't understand your argument here. All I'm saying is that... No, no, no. I mean, explain that the, part. Are you saying that it only uh, it only matters for one week of advertisements? No, what, what I'm clearly events? saying is that... What I'm clearly saying is that the week leading up to, they also didn't get, and that that has probably the most amount It doesn't of have press. the most. No, it doesn't. I don't Why think, I don't even think week, that even week a week lead prior. up... A week lead up to anything is, is, is entirely, like... It's, the lead up takes months for a movie. For anything, it takes months. So which is it? Is it is the prior weeks up plural important months, or not? Plural months. Are, it is okay, an so entire the, lead up event to these movies where they have where okay. they do interviews on podcasts, on news, you know, so news um, outlets, on late night shows, early morning shows. They're months. So every other movie then that came out during the strike. There are very the few results? movies that came out during the strike. Okay, but all of them had these same results? Yeah, all the movies that came out during that time, they were very low. Like, we can go on uh, Box Office I mean, Mojo. Look, look, Box it, look it up. Office Mojo. This has been a very low-yield year for movies in general because of these strikes, especially during from, like... June to like fucking November. You well, know? I mean, look, Shazam, Shazam there's been, blobs. Hold on, just to my point, there's been no billion dollar movies in a long time. No, Barbie was a billion dollar movie, and so was Super Mario this year. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, but, they both were billion. Yeah, and an Oppenheimer was nearly a billion as a rated R three hour movie. Okay, let's but, see. Hold on. December. But, uh, Shazam flop, Blue Beetle flop. There was a whole lot was, of movies. There were that all flopped. those all those movies you're talking about. They're during the strike. Not Shazam. Not Shazam. Which one? This. The not Shazam one? two. No, not Shazam two. I don't even know when the fuck it came out. Um, oh. it came out in uh, I think April or May. So in Walk July. Right. Okay, so July. We had, uh, well, I'll go to July oh, March 17th. of yeah. this year, of 2013, or 2023, sorry, 2013, Jesus Christ. So Barbie um, had a huge opening, right? So they grossed uh, $366 million in July. So we go to June. And then we have, wait, 2023 Across the Spider-Verse, which I did watch because that still had a good, good lead up. $331 million. So this is where I expect that, oh wait, I went back in time, Jesus Christ, August. 
the next big movie was still Barbie because it had a lead up. $232 million in August. We got September. Barbie was a monster. Huge drop. Equalizer 3, $85 million. Let's go to uh, October. Taylor Swift Eras Tour, which you can't even really count because she had the fucking tour, was $150 million. Ooh, that's a lot of money for yeah, a tour movie. Th there was, she was not part of the Screen Actors Guild. If you want to go to the Screen Actors Guild movies, um, there's, I don't even know what the second place one would be, but it, it doesn't show it right here. Then you go to November, um, and it was the Hunger Games. It was only $106 million for that opening weekend. So, yeah, it was a huge drop because of, the, the, because of that strike, man. So, just to give you a partial look, uh, Barbie had a press run in Seoul, Korea on July 5th. Comparing, mm -hmm. literally, it literally says the movie comes out the 25th, 21st, but there's a huge press junket where they built a Barbie set in the, one of the big smalls in Seoul, Korea. And that, they got to travel the world for this. The Marvels didn't get to do this shit. So, Barbie and this is, this is part was, of the press junket. Barbie was going to be a hit. Yeah, well, and it's just, and I'm just saying, it's not the whole mm -hmm. case, but it's definitely a portion of the reason why, because... If if I'm not watching, if you're not if you're the average like movie viewer, and you're not seeing any sort of like people hyping you up, if you're not watching your late night show, they're saying, "Hey, this is why you should want to watch my new movie," or you know, if you're not seeing any of the fucking, you know, uh, anything with like your actors in it, like you're not seeing a lead up to it, like why the fuck would you want to watch it? Like you need to have for most people. You need to have a reason to to pay your money to watch somebody act in something. And if you're not getting that, there's going to be consequences. And that's, that's what we're seeing. But it's not the whole reason why the Marvels didn't yeah. do well. It's only part of it. Yeah. I mean, look, look. Okay. You can, that can be a reason. If you think that that's a reason, fine. If you don't, fine. All I'm stating is that it didn't do well. It was a financial flop. Mm -hmm. um, there, were, right. there were many. Oh. Well. I was just going to say that there were many other financial flops that happened this year. For sure. The Indiana, the Indiana Jones flopped. Blue Beetle flopped. Um, it, obviously, Shazam that we talked about prior to the, uh, the actual Screen Actors Award. Most things other than Super Mario Brothers, Guardians 3, um, and Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. And Barbie, most of the you know the big tentpole movies did tentpole movies did flop this year. Oh, actually, another movie oh, that Flash. people seen the Flash. No, not just the Flash. No, not the Flash. One that flopped harder than all of those was Expendables Four. Drop. People since forgot that movie came out and went nowhere. Yeah. Nowhere. Yeah. Like well, it I mean, fell off of everybody's radar. Yeah. Um, that also, I don't remember seeing like a lot of. Trailers for that, that, that movie. It came out in August, and there was that's, very little oh, advertising. That's like that the shit. magic tamper I'm talking about. But mm -hmm. like, I didn't remember seeing like anything really hyping that that show up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I didn't movie? see it yeah. in IGN fucking special feature on you know The Expendables Four. I didn't see you know there, there there wasn't a lot of lead up. That's what I'm saying. There's like a whole lot of things that happen to like hype a movie up. And if no actors are willing to speak about their movie, you going there's going to be consequences for that. And I'm, obviously, this is no excuse. I mean, 
Shazam or Expendables or whatever, they could be terrible movies, but I won't fucking know because nobody's telling me that it's fucking great. Yeah. I mean, if you look, I'm looking at a bar, the Barbie's LA's press junket was on the 25th of June. And that's not even the start. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, that's there's plenty of stuff that goes on Hollywood-wise and obviously in different markets. I just, I was absolutely amazed, not even as much with the Barbie, but Oppenheimer almost doing a billion was ridiculous. I haven't seen it yet. I'm not talking about the quality of it, but it was a huge fucking success. It almost but you're, a fucking still, you're still talking about it in like higher praise than other movies. Obviously, it sold more, so that's a fact, right? But like I said, there's a lot of nice Christopher Nolan movie, I, so, yeah. yeah. I didn't watch it. I just I'm talking about how much money it made. You know? That's what it is. And at the end of the day, and then the other thing is with these studios, eh, for me, they decided to allow this strike to fucking happen by being fucking greedy bastards. Um, and then they decide these, these release dates, too. So... You know, it is what it is. It, it, at the end of the day, they could have moved the date. They moved the date two or three times prior. They, right? they should, well, honestly, it's not on. It's on the. It's on the the, the studios really to like move the dates. But, I mean, we we had no problem moving the dates during COVID and like during a strike. They should have done the same thing. But I think that these were like, when it comes to movies like the Marvels, because it's you know, it's leading women that are in it. I'm just gonna be honest. It's easy to like throw that the movie under the bus of like being hey you know fuck them, like mm-hmm. yeah, like I nobody mean, really seemed to care. But they they easily could have moved it back until if, if they really thought December. that it was a movie that was worth you know good revenue, they could have pushed it back. But they they didn't, and they'll just blame it on the excuse of like hey this is why this this lost money because of you know the strike. But they could have just moved it back. Well, I'll say this for the studio to their credit. They reshot things, and they spent close to $300 million on the production budget alone. So it wasn't some cheap film that they kind of just said, oh, you know, we're not going to give it a real budget. It had a huge budget. I'm not, I'm not giving that, that way out. I mean, if they reshot things, but then they, you know, gave it the shittiest release window ever. It's like, come on, mm-hmm. man. It is what it is. I mean, it'll be on Disney Plus within, like, a month or two. Did so, you hear that? Right. So recently they, they announced that they're going to release some Disney Plus movies into the theaters, like uh, Turning Red, uh, Soul, and yeah. another one. Uh, Luca. Luca's Luca, Luca, yeah. It was yeah. The, the two, I, I saw Turning Red and I saw Soul. I saw Luca. I don't, Luca. Saw Luke. I don't think I saw Luca, but... They're all, they're all, to me, they're good movies. So, yeah. And, they're so, pretty good. I remember Turning Red got a lot of trains up in the, up in the You didn't like Soul? Soul was slow as fuck to me. Yeah. Well, I, it's, it's not, it's not, not an action movie, but yeah. Yeah, it was it was too slow for me. Turning Red was kind of, it was it was okay. It was more for my, my daughter. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know about, I, don't, I mean, I feel like everybody who's wanted to see those movies, for the most part, families, kids, whatever. Have watched them. They, <laughs> I've already seen it hundreds of times, maybe thousands maybe. of times. Yeah, I it's, it's feel like it's a little weird to me, too. Unless it has bonus scenes or some shit? I don't know. But, yeah. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a weird proposition. I, I feel like this is another thing of, like, setting these movies up to fail. Because if you're saying that you're putting it in the movie theaters to have other people 
to watch it because they couldn't afford Disney Plus, but they're going to make them pay like $10 to watch the single movie. Like, well, The whole thing of setting up to fail is, is weird because, again, going back to the Marvel, if you have a $300 million budget, that's, that's a huge budget movie. Yes, you can move the date, but again, they moved the date a few times, at least twice that I know of, right? You correct me if I'm For wrong. For the Marvels? I thought they moved the date. I don't think they moved that at all. No? I can look it up, though. I can fact check yeah, it. I, I, thought me, they I, moved the date. I thought they moved the date a couple times. But regardless, if they wanted to, they could have done that again. Or not have the fucking strike by paying their fucking actors. Well, you know, during the pandemic, I mean, they, yeah, it, there was no, this is the original I see release one was, was November 10th. Yeah, that's what it just says. Um, during, the, during the pandemic, we, we saw that they could move back any fucking movie, and they did that. So there's really no excuse in, you know, today's terms. Yeah, the, the Marvels was not, as far as I can see right now, was not pushed back. Um, I know it dropped in Las Vegas in November on November seventh, but everywhere else was on November tenth. So, oh wait, no, 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 I'm sorry. Prodigy is right. It was originally scheduled for uh, July eighth. Yes, I see it now. Which was just before. So obviously they they didn't know that there was going to be a fucking. Uh... Oh wow, Jesus Christ! Maybe even before that. I think there was one or two. Hmm? I think there was one or two. Yeah, they should have just... They could have pushed it back again. I mean, honestly. It is what it is. But, yeah, this... You know, just just like how I talk shit about... You know, hey, look, earlier this year... uh, Obviously, I hated on Ezra and the Flash and whatnot. But that shit flopped fucking hard. And, you know, it was what it was. Well, I mean, that flopped for multiple reasons. Yeah, but... I mean, the the guy literally terrorized the fucking... State, yeah, and well, but remember Warner Brothers, as we talked about back then, and remember, I think it was Blue and Old Ninja or somebody that talked about it being a decent movie or kind of decent or okay. Oh, Blue, Blue loved it, I thought okay. it was okay, but Warner Brothers made their choices, you know, in terms of uh, reshoots, in terms of releasing, in terms of ignoring, in terms of all of that stuff, you know. And I, it was it was dumb. They lost a ton of like hundreds of millions of dollars on that shit. It needed north of seven hundred or so just to break even, given that budget and all the production stuff. Well, you know, I think the problem is with like superhero movies in general is that we're at a point right now. Is not that it's superhero movie fatigue. It's that it's now a mainstay, and you can't make you know average. Superhero movies anymore. Like they have to be spectacular. It's just like if 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 you if you're gonna make the, like a rom com and you want your rom com to sell, if you want if you want your rom com to sell, it needs to be a spectacular rom com because we've all seen fucking five million rom coms, and we're not gonna go watch a subpar rom com. And so if we're gonna make you know a, a fucking five thousand goddamn superhero movies, you need to fucking show us that you're making a really good one and not just an average one. That's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, there, 
there's there's been a bunch of them. Um, I think Old Ninja is right in terms of post Endgame. It's it's tougher. I mean, that was one of the movie events of our fucking lifetime, you know. And keeping up or having anything close to that level of of hype is really hard to replicate. Well, it's, it's also really weird for people our age, except for Old Ninja, just me and you, Prodigy, um, mm-hmm. is that uh, we grew up in a time where any comic movie was really fucking shitty. You know what I mean? Like, they, there was there was previous Captain Americas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. There was previous Punisher movies. There was previous a whole bunch of other movies. They were fucking terrible. And now we're complaining about movies that if, if you would have dropped the same movies, like, back in the day... You know, I guess the ones that had men in the main roles dropped them, you know, 40 fucking years ago that have been blockbusters. But, you know, today, you know, there's so many superhero movies that they, you just, they got to be better. Yeah, the the other case in point, too, and we haven't even mentioned it, um, in terms of some disappointing, maybe not completely a flop, but disappointing sales earlier this year, Ant-Man 3 didn't do all that well either. I watched that and one that too, was, and yeah, it's, it's, that was, you know. that was, and that was pre any type of SAG, whatever. That was that was before all of that, and it just didn't do well. Same year, so I'm just simply pointing out that a lot of you know, a lot of these CBMs, not all, but a lot of them just haven't done well of late. Yeah, but you know, the Quantum Mania still did better than Marvels though. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, that, Marvels is by. It did worse than the Incredible Hulk and the goddamn uh, Flash movie, and and down by uh, I think below Morbius. Like it, it's it's ridiculously low. It made ten million dollars, ten million dollars in its second week or something like that. So it's it's awful. Damn. So yeah, there ain't no saving grace financially. And you can old ninja can love it, like whatever. Financially, it it's at the bottom. It yeah, that's weird because Ant Man almost made half a billion, almost yeah. just a little shy. But so that's weird. It's weird to me that that's considered a flop. Considering half a billion is not considered a lot of mo- a lot of money. Not but anymore. I guess, it's you know, just if, very if you weird. Spent you know four hundred million dollars you know, to all, make it. And it's all relative. Money. I mean, we talked about this a billion times, but it's all relative to your fucking budget too. You yeah. know, how much did it cost to make the movie? How much did it cost to advertise the movie? How much are you going to share with the theaters? That's what it is. That's what the studios look at. They look at the fucking bottom line. These are, it's not like the, the studios are run by these creative people that care so much about cinema and all that. No, get the fuck out of here. They're bean counters who care about the shareholder value and how much the stock price goes and how much is the ROI on this project versus that project. That's what they fucking care about. And so yeah. if the movie ends up making money, it literally, I want you to hear me, it does not matter how you slice it. If the movie, and regardless of the movie, comic book, western, action, if it don't make fucking money for them, they ain't fucking happy. Hey, you know, it's just like a two shirt said, you know, if it don't make sense, if it don't make money, it don't make sense. Yeah. Or sorry, if it don't I make stayed, dollars, it don't, don't make sense. Dollars, God damn, I fucked that up. I'm from yeah, the Bay Area. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> I, stayed, I stayed longer. I gotta run. I'll see you guys. Sorry, man. Yeah. Nope. No. <laughs> I was going. Oh there. shit! Oh, I went to like a weird view of just you. Hold on. Oh, there you go. It looks Let like I was on the layout. Uh, what's his name? Uh, shit. What's his name? D'Angelo or, or 
whatever it looked like I was on his album cover. I can't, uh, what is going on? Yeah. Here? I don't okay. know. I think it's just me. Oh, there like, we go. I can see you. Nope, it's I'm funny because on I, Twitch. I fixed it. On Twitch, it shows you controlling it. So now, like, part of my face it'll catch up. has, like, a Windows box on it. Yeah, it'll catch up. But it's pretty funny. It's just me. There it goes. It's caught up now, but that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, we had Prodigy on the show. He stayed longer than uh, he did. I don't know why he thought I was coming for him. Even though he's been coming for that movie on the platform formerly known as Twitter. You know, I think, pretty heavy. I think both me and you might have been uh, probably giving Prodigy too much shit against like his thing against women because he watched uh, Blue Eyed Samurai all the way through and he liked it. He did watch, but so, it's because it was it's a revenge story. That's like his story. bread and butter. Anything about revenge, he will watch it, especially if it's bloody and gory. Like, it doesn't matter who's in the front, as long as the revenge is all about it and, and, and there's a pathway of blood and bodies, he will be all about it. That's all that matters to him. Did you watch the show? So, the whole show? Yeah, I finished it. I, it took me two days, but I finished all of it. In fact, Warrior Fella was hoping we would talk about the show. I don't know if you finished it or not. I remember yes. you were halfway through. Yeah, I finished it. Yeah, you really haven't finished it? Well, who, who did he? You know, he finished it. I was the last one to finish it, then. So, yeah, but mean, we I, watched it. We talked about it briefly. Say again? So we talked about it briefly, if I remember, last week. Or yeah, week we before. did. Um, I, you know, I originally watched it, and then I was going to, I was thinking about watching it with uh, with Kay, but uh, I was like, you know, it's probably too fucking violent, because it's like, it's very violent, and she's not it's into, very, like, violence, so... So you got yeah. teeth entering fucking eyeballs. Like, I don't know if she's going to mm-hmm. do this. But I think she would oh, dig all the other lose limbs. So, Yeah, people lose limbs early on. Yeah. Um, there's even violence during sex, which is uh, something I haven't seen in a while. <laughs> so it's very, very strange. But there's a lot of shit going on. I mean, it, the story, even though it to me, it really felt like an um, even... R-rated version of Ghost of Tsushima. I kept looking at my controller and like, why can't I play this already? Like, it'd be a fun game, like, especially when like, you know, she gets the, she makes her sword into a fucking staff. I was just like, Jesus. Christ. Yeah, uh, she was fucking dope. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. Yeah, I mean, just like Ghost of Tsushima, and when you get different stances and stuff, and each one gives you a different like attack, it's fucking great. So I felt like that should have been. In the show as well, I'm. It definitely needs a season two because it ends like kind of on a cliffhanger, so or not a cliffhanger, but it ends like with the with more story being told. Like you know, you're like, oh, well, I want to know where this is going because there's more to uh, her mission that's not fully completed. So yeah, honestly, I feel good. like it's. I wanted to originally say that it's half the story, but honestly, it's like a third. I'm uh, sorry, a fourth of the story. Because yeah. one of the people is already dead at the beginning of the story. It's like, mm-hmm. well, how did she kill this person? You know? And then at the end of the series, there's two other people that need to die. So, I mean, I want to see them die. Yeah. yeah and, right? and one person and, is still alive. So. Yeah. And one, well, one of them she let live. Yeah. So, I mean, he, did, he didn't, I guess he did kind of plead for his life. He kind of bargained for his life. Yeah. So, so it's pretty pretty interesting. So I was like, oh, this is going to be different because we're going to go to a new land, and it's going to be it's going to be different for her. She'll be an outsider. It's very very much 
um, uh, stand out as like this this different kind of person. So it's going to be very interesting to see, and it'll be interesting to see her fight like people that fight in a different style than her, and how she manages to deal with that. Should be interesting to see. Yeah, I think it, it has high potential to be another excellent series so, or another mm-hmm. excellent season because the first season was fucking fantastic. Yeah. Uh, um, it's weird because now I'm looking for something similar to that, like a limited uh, episode, but hyper, not hyper violent, but violent enough to where I'm like satisfied. Did you watch uh, Edge Runners? No, I've not watched this one. Watch and I beat Cyberpunk too. I just beat it. And I told myself once I beat Cyberpunk, I'll watch Edge Runner. There I you beat. go. That's your next show. Yeah, that should be my next show. But but another movie review I got. I just watched fucking Godzilla minus one. And this is top tier Godzilla. This is actually top tier like movie making. Like it 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 kind of I don't it doesn't reinvent Godzilla, but it does tell like a kind of different story where he's just like this force of nature. You don't know his motivations or whatnot, but we focus a lot more on the people in the film and about what they do. And the movie's set during like his creation, like during uh literally the end of World War Two. Like it's like a year after the bombs went off. And, like, it affected him. And you see, like, a young version of Godzilla. Like, he's, like, an adolescent kind of size before he becomes this huge skyscraper-sized fucking creature. It's fucking... It's done very well. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, It is a subtitled movie. It is not dubbed. We saw it in theater. Uh, I'm glad I did. It's very fucking... It's very well done. Very... A good story. Um... Is, is fucking great. Uh, if you don't want to wait to watch it, you know, see, like, I kind of had this thing, didn't want to pay money to watch subtitles. I'm like, dude, it's not that big of a deal. But just wait for streaming, because it'll be streaming probably as soon as it's out of the theaters. But if you get the chance, you should see it in the theater. Get that fucking huge fucking thrill of, like, Godzilla just tearing apart a whole fucking city and what he does. It's pretty fucking awesome. I really enjoyed the film. I was trying to think of like the last sure. movie that I watched, and it was the the latest Trolls movie because I have a a new seven year old in my house, and she like the one that came out, not World Tour, but there because there's a new one. I guess. No, it's the boy band one. It's called like Goddamn. <laughs> Good thing she doesn't watch this show because she'd be so mad right now. That's <laughs> real daddy. It's the you it's the boy band one. Oh, I don't know. Trolls. I didn't know. I didn't know there's a second Trolls movie until recently. Oh, together. this is the third movie. Third movie? Jeez. Yeah, they're actually. Yeah. If you got kids, they're all really good. Um, okay. So this one was about boy bands, and they had because you know, actually no. If you listen to this podcast, you probably don't fucking know, but uh, Justin, hmm. not Beaver. Timber, Timberlake? Timberlake, yeah. Justin Timberlake is the, the voice of uh, one of the main characters, Branch. And really? it's funny because he brings uh, sync into the movie. <laughs> and there's like so many so references hilarious. to boy band names. It's hilarious. And so now like my uh, my youngest, she kept saying like the, remember uh, the Boys to Men song like Motown Philly? 
the doom 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 okay yeah, yeah, of course yeah yeah he kept like That's doing that and i was just song. like what the fuck like how do you know this it's like oh it's from the movie i was like oh yeah i gotta I actually have to listen to boys to men but yeah they, there's basically all the all the boy bands that like make references to like their songs and like them in general it's even menudo oh my like, god oh. yeah i forgot about them menudo was huge back in the day jeez yeah, I'd probably rather not go back there. <laughs> so, no, if, you, you got, if you got kids, check out the latest uh, Trolls movie. Yeah, what's it called? What's the official name of the movie? Trolls Band World Together. Tour, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> now, honestly, all, all the Trolls movies I've really enjoyed, like, honestly, because, okay. like, the, the first one, um, it's, obviously, the first one was, like, kind of pop. It's very pop. The second one was about rock music, which, you know, I'm all about. And then the third one was about uh, boy bands. But it was okay because, like, there were a lot of boy band shit that I already fucking knew growing up. So, like, especially if you grew up in the 90s, you're going to know the vast majority of these songs. And the fact that they, like, yeah. really play into the tropes of boy bands and shit like that, it's it's great. That's cool. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Actually, I didn't know they even made that many fucking movies. It's wild. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, going back to the anime stuff, so there's a Godzilla anime on Netflix. It's exclusive to Netflix, and it's in three parts. So I thought about watching that, but I forgot about fucking Edge Redding, so I need to kind of watch that. But Blue Eyed Samurai was an excellent recommendation by you, so uh, thank you for bringing that to our attention, because everyone's starting to talk about it now. Honestly, I, I got to uh, give the, uh, I gotta give the uh, kudos to Patrick. Because it was on my list, but then uh, Patrick, he hit me up, and he's like, you watching Blood Samurai? And I was like, nah. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking amazing. Like, I couldn't stop watching yeah. it. Yeah, it's really good. So good. It's like crack, almost. Like, I couldn't get enough of it. It felt like it really did feel like inspiration from Kill Bill, like you were saying, and just, like, a couple other movies, but, like, the fact that the the voice cast was actually really good, like the princess was Brenda Song. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? She like I know she is, even though I don't really. To me, she's still a Disney princess because she was all over the Disney Channel at the time. But then she grew up, and now she does like a bunch of other movies. And like, I, mean, I know she's in the the quarry, which is a a, a game, one of those like uh, shit uh, quantum dream games. It's like one of those, but okay. it's on. It was free on PSN for. I mean, look, I mean, Britney Spears was a Disney princess too, but now she's out here fucking knife fighting people, invisible people. She's knife fighting ghosts. So you know, shit happens. Yeah, shit does happen. I, pe- people grow up. People do grow up. So <laughs> people I, I grow up. So. And knife fight ghosts. Knife fight ghosts. Or or marry Macaulay Culkin. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that happens. Yeah, they have two kids together. I was like, what? Oh, that's okay. that's who that is. That's the I didn't even know that. You just started doing yeah. it together. Yeah, they just. I mean, they've been married for like a year or two, and they had, or maybe three, and they. Did she just had his sec? They they just had their second kid. So I was just like, what the fuck? Uh, I didn't know they. I know that they they call themselves partners, right? Which is something I, I say about Kay. Actually, People think it's weird. Yeah, I was about to say. So are. I thought they got married. They were partners at first. Now they fully are married. People think I that me and Kay are married too because we've been together for like thirteen. I years. mean, I mean, it's kind of like I mean, you, we get it. You know, it's like uh, most people assume that because 
when they see people that are always together, especially couples, they're going to assume that you're already married. But um, that's not always the case, you know, because mm-hmm. like, uh, I'll see that even with lesbian couples, I'll think like lesbian couples, I, I sometimes think they're already married. There's if I see them a lot and I'm like, oh, they're just like dating. Like and they've been dating for a while. But well, it's you know, also, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, for a long time, it was weird for like, you know, if you were not a straight couple, even with mm-hmm. the uh, domestic partnership, that's like not real marriage. So mm-hmm. even still saying that, like I would, I looked into getting a domestic partnership with Kay, but you can't do it unless you're over the age of 65 or gay. Wait, what? Like, that does not make sense. Uh, that, sound, that sounds wrong. I feel like that was, it should be over the age of 25. But 65? That doesn't yeah, make 65. sense at all. Yeah, it's, it's super weird. Is it weird. a federal thing or a state thing? It's a state thing. Um, okay. But I... Uh, in other places, wouldn't so there's some places in America where we would just be common law marriage, which I, I do not want. We just basically want to be able to share resources easier because, like, when it comes to like mm-hmm. having kids and shit, it gets fucking weird. And when it comes to like, because oh. we we can't use each other's insurance and shit like that, like it's it's and just like oh, yeah, yeah. you have to have the name. Annoying. Yep. Yeah, you have to be either blood related or through legal means, like married. I'm using the air quote. So, uh, yeah, I, I do. I remember back in the day, like back in the 90s, people would get, do, get married for convenience. Like if one person had insurance and the other didn't, and their yeah. friends were like, hey, we should get married. And they would do it for, like, you know, either insurance reasons or some kind of like beneficial reason. Like maybe they um, wanted them to adopt their kids because, you know, they were like ill bodied and they wanted someone to help and they had like a partner. Like, hey, uh, for you to be signed off with my kids, for them you to pick them up just from school, or for you to sign off on medical stuff, we need to be married. And say so they've been married just to like you know help out that one partner's kids or whatnot. So I've, I've seen that happen a couple, of, a handful of times. Really. Yeah, so. it's it's annoying. It's it's like I remember when I was young when I got married uh, first time, first and only time. It's because both me and my my partner at the time, my girlfriend at the time. We were, uh, she got pregnant. And then I was just like, well, she gets pregnant. What are you going to, I mean, we got to get married, right? That's just like the, that's the, that's the That script. was the thing to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's not like GTA where you can just stop her out and go, oh, you're not pregnant. Anymore. No, because I wouldn't have, yeah. I wouldn't have uh, my oldest. And she's great. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. I love the fact, oh, that's what I forgot to bring up. I love the fact that, like, if you are a mainstay follower of us, uh, a lot of the people, because they're around our age, they grew up with books. So they're reading books. Like, I think if they're, if you are listening to us and you're probably under the age of, maybe, I guess, 35 even, you're probably reading off of some kind of digital device, like a tablet or your phone yeah, or whatever kind of, of books. gizmo. Or you do audio books. I mean, but you, you read traditional, like, Oh, yeah. Paper yeah. and binder books, yeah. But some people don't even do that anymore. I think... It's like uh, weird. I mean, libraries still exist, though. <laughs> one of these days, I'm going to do... I'm going to start a book club. Because I know, like, okay. the last... When uh, Moldos was on, you know, last... I think it was last week. No, like, last we were talking week. about books. And, like, a bunch of people in the chat were just like, Books? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, holy shit. All right, yeah. you guys read, too. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're around our age. They grew up with books. There wasn't digital stuff like this. Like, they're still reading... 
Uh, that's what we grew up with. We grew up with books where you read them from the library, take them home, read them, and then return them. Well, yeah, but as you hold on. older, Just, you can bridge that to the new generation too, because even though like you might not read, because I haven't physically read a book in a really long well, except to, to my youngest daughter, but those are like short mm-hmm. books. Uh, well, actually, no, I'm reading to her Harry, Harry Potter, the first one, the Sorcerer's Stone. But oh shit. Anyway, like my vast consumption of new books um, is through Audible. So and I, I listen mm-hmm. to a lot of books. Um, I just finished Contagion by Scott Sigler, which is hilarious because like uh, one of the artists, I'm mean, one of the artists, one of the fucking one of my new favorite uh, authors is uh, Matt Dinneman. He's the author of um, Dungeon Crawler Carl, which is a fantastic book series, one of my favorites of all time. And he tweeted out uh, to listen to one of Scott Sigler's books. And, or to, to read it or whatever. So I, I read the book or listened to it. And it was a great book. Um, and so now I'm like, I'm chatting up with them on, on uh, Twitter. I'm not going to call it fucking X. And it just, <laughs> it's fucking great. Like the fact that, you know, in this day and age, if you're an older, you know, reader of books, um, and you're, and you're listening or reading like newer books, like get on the reading list and follow your author, your favorite authors, like, you know, Twitter or Instagram or whatever, because they're going to give you suggestions of other artists and art. I keep saying artists, Jesus Christ, other authors. And they're going to be I mean, really in, great in suggestions. Way, in a way, they are artists. I mean, they're creating worlds and all this stuff. So they are, but they're, they're I mean, authors. They're I just kept fucking it up. Yeah, but it's fine. Uh, the, the thing about me and art, Audible or audiobooks in general, I don't want to say it's cheating, but a lot of them are acted out by some of them are like the big ones. The big ones are acted out by like a fucking cast. It's like it's like listening to um, like I know they used to do it back in the day uh, when we talked. We talked to um, uh, damn, I can't think of his name now, but Sam Raimi's brother. But he reenacted Ted like Ramey? the radio show. What Ted Raimi? Ted, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yes, yeah, Ted Raimi. When they used to act out uh, uh, like stage like plays, they act out plays over the radio. It's basically what audiobooks are kind of today. To me, it's not the same. I understand that the sort material is a book, but they're still kind of, they hire actors, and some of them are like big Hollywood A-list actors acting out like a book. So, I mean, for me, I prefer like the old page-turning, old Picard fucking, you know, heavy so, book type shit. So let me give you two, because I understand like your whole, your thing about that, because I honestly, I still enjoy like a very high production value for some audiobooks and, and even podcasts, but... Um, so Scott Sigler, like the books I'm listening to now, he actually is a narrator of his book series. Um, the, the one the one I'm listening to. I think the next one, the third book in his series is not by him, or it's not his voice. Um, but also there's some really prolific voice actors that, that are just narrators for books that are really, really fucking good. There's a guy, goddamn, the guy who did Dungeon Crawler Carl's, um, I think it's something like Hayes. Hey, um, oh, I was going to say Will Wheaton. Like, oh, no, shit. Will Wheaton's really good too. But this Will Wheaton, he's good. But this, this dude I'm talking about. Um, hold on, Dungeon. Jeff Hayes. Oh, bad. Jeff Hayes is one of the best fucking narrators for an audiobook of all fucking time. This dude is so good. That uh, I didn't know. Hold on, I just I gotta make sure. 
that I'm saying the right thing here. Uh, mm -hmm. Narrator. I think oh. he's Asian. And I is there no pic there's no pictures of him? Well, no, there's when pictures you of him. The, yeah, well, I don't even know if he's okay. Asian or not. I don't. Know, it doesn't matter what, what fucking ethnicity this dude is. But he's one of the best fucking narrators ever. He's from Sound Booth Theater. And if you listen to any one of his, like, narrated books, they're so good. I don't know how the fuck he does. Like, his, he didn't sound like a woman. He sounded like a dude. He like a little girl. Like, I'm just... And it's all just him. And I, when the latest book of Dungeon Crawl with Carl came out, um, I was uh, I followed uh, Sound Booth Theater on, on YouTube. So I get notifications of when... He was doing cold reads for the newest book of Dungeon Crawl. What, what's and a cold like, read? What, it's basically it? him just like reading the book. Because, like, so when you're, when you're a narrator for a book, like, in, like if you're doing like a, the audio version of it, like you, you're reading the book, but obviously there's a bunch of cuts and shit like that. So his cold read is like him literally opening up the fucking, not opening the book, but like basically reading the text first and like changing the uh, the way he talks and like changing the way he says like he you'll hear the fuck ups and then he'll go back and like re-record and then mm. when he was doing it in this one uh the actual author of the book matt Dineman, was there listening to him live with us and then jeff would ask matt questions of how should this person sound and then he would give him feedback or and sometimes matt would like pause jeff and be like hey this is like this is what i was going for with this voice and it's like really cool to like see like the cool, like the whole process of like how they actually do an audiobook. And it was like it was so much fun. Read? Hmm? Yeah, that's weird. It, it sounds like a behind the scenes kind of thing, but they call it a cold read. Like yeah, a, yeah. That's interesting. Interesting. See, that's how, uh, to me it sounds like a, a script reading type thing. Like I think they have something similar in Hollywood, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not understanding. I gotta ask my my Hollywood friend or our Hollywood Hollywood friend. Pretty interesting. But yeah, it's pretty... I mean, it's still great that people are still consuming um, the written word, even though now we're going super way back and telling each... Uh, speaking the, you know, the words of a, of a story, telling the tale. And I remember... Um, I talked about this years ago, back in 2015, uh, the book called Understanding Comics, mm. where he talks... The, the author talks about how we uh, basically stories came about and how we told stories. So before we would uh, do stories uh, auditory, wait, what's the word in the clean? Auditorially, there you go. Um, we, we would tell each other the stories. Later on, we would tell stories through pictures. And then after pictures came the words. And the words represented, first of the pictures, and the pictures represented the words, and the words became what was now uh, written language. And it's pretty interesting that uh, he talks about comics combining those two. We have the, the, the picture with the words. And that was like, and, you know, an interesting uh, analogy. It's a really great book. Um, I highly recommend you uh, read it somewhere if it's an audio. What is it called? Like, download that shit. It's called uh, Understanding Comics. It's a really good book. I had to, it was... I don't remember if I got a PDF of it. I'm pretty sure I fucking had to I had to order the book because it was like out of stock almost everywhere because it's read across the country all the time at like universities everywhere. 
It's a great book, though. It's very, very great. It's funny because the way that the book is told, it's told in comic book format, and he draws himself narrating the history of comics. It's very interesting. Pretty cool. Well, I think it's obviously not an audio book. It's not? Oh, wait, hold on. I'm looking in, I think. Hold on. I'm looking in the wrong spot. <laughs> Just going everywhere. Yeah, that's saying comic is great. The hell is this guy's name? I actually emailed him. He's like, I was because the book is kind of old. He wrote the book like yeah, a while yeah. ago, and because of the book, he's so busy speaking at universities across the country that it's hard to like you know, him to like sit still and like have like a be on a podcast or anything because he's just a uh, busy. But it's a well, really well written book. Okay. I, uh, I was like, I'll find it somewhere else. Yes, Understanding Comics, The Invisible Art. And Scott McCloud. Yeah, that's him. Scott McCloud. Great guy. It's great. It's great fucking, great fucking book. There's actually snippets of it online. Oh, yeah, there's a book preview on Google, it looks like. There's 25 pages out of the 226 pages of the book. Hmm. Yeah, look at the, if you can look at the rating, it has pretty high ratings. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I see it on, uh, it's on Amazon. Amazon? Oh, yeah, yeah, Amazon. It's not audible. Rating. <laughs> Damn, that's okay. Cool though. Right on. Well, they have a library binding of it. What? Hmm. Probably because there's little, looks like looks like there's a lot of visuals in it. That's probably why. Yeah, it's written like it's written like a, a graphic novel. That's why it's an like, audiobook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is written Makes in '94. Wow. Yeah, but he still talks about it to this day because it was so good. Oh, and Neil Gaiman said this is a must-read book. Oh, sorry, must-read book. There you go. It's won a bunch of awards, or it's been nominated for a bunch of awards. It's a, even though it's a comic, it's a non-fiction book. <laughs> so that's pretty, pretty weird. But it's 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 so good. It's a very good book. Highly highly recommend. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Comic. It's getting late. And it is getting early. Yeah. Same here. All right. Uh, what you got going on this weekend? Did you, did you, I am leaving uh, on Friday to go to Thermal, California to go to the Jamboree. It's our first event for Rescue Residents. And I'll be out there doing my thing. Um, Not sure exactly what I'm going to do, but I'm going to figure out tomorrow. (laughs) So I'm going to help out Papa Bear as much as possible because I know it's been very stressful for him um, and everybody else in Rescue Residents to put on this event. Uh, He's put put in a lot of time and effort. Uh, to put this on, we're gonna have uh, food, music, um, things showing how to like convert an ambulance into an RV. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm gonna be there, so I'll be there on probably like around three o'clock on Friday, and I'll be there most of the day on Saturday. But I gotta drive back home on on Saturday night, so I won't stay too late because I gotta work on Sunday morning. But I look forward to doing yeah. that. I'm, I'm still moving in. To, well, I moved into our, our new house, but so I'm uh, still working on unpacking. The house is full of boxes. We got a lot of our, or at least some of our blinds in today because the house had no blinds in it. And then today I was told we had an inspection for the furnace. And the furnace was original with the house and it's about my age. So needless to say, it's, it's going to fucking die soon. Um, unlike me, yeah. hopefully. So, <laughs> uh, That's another, uh, the the joys of homeownership. 
Mm-hmm. Indeed. Oh, That's all I uh, By the way, fuck HOAs. Just saying. Fuck uh-huh. HOAs. Yeah, fuck HOAs. They're terrible. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, by this time, probably tomorrow, I'll be ankle deep in cocaine and fucking surrounded by a bunch of fucking strippers. Vegas, baby. And or porn stars. Yeah, I'll be in Vegas. I'm leaving for Vegas in like four hours. So uh, I'll be out there the whole weekend. I'll be back uh, until next week. I probably won't be making next week's podcast because we'll probably be on the road, uh, depending on when we leave, of course. But we're scheduled to not leave until like uh, Wednesday afternoon, which will be probably really late getting back here. So I'm going to be – I made the cast tonight. I wasn't going to be on the cast tonight, but things didn't. Uh, starting off, it didn't start off great, so I had to stay home. So I was able to make it to the gas. But uh, yeah, I'm just getting out. I'm leaving for Vegas literally in two and a half hours or four and a half hours. So should be it's gonna be fun. I'm hoping it'll be fun. It's kind of weird, even though there's drama before we even launch off. But I'm trying. I'm hoping that Vegas will basically melt all that shit away. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some good friends, friends I haven't seen since june and my other friend my cousin's going um it should be a good fucking time a good little release just before christmas um i'm pretty sure i'm not going to the game on sunday because it's a raider game my friend's going to but we shall see you never know could end up on tv we'll see pretty much well i mean we're going there eventually but yeah definitely but yeah, that's it for me. And being in Vegas starting T minus four and a half hours. So. Well, have fun in Vegas, my ninja. I will Take try. Hopefully, I don't die. What's up? Take us out of here. Wow. Users experience Black and Black Times Affinity, the dankest podcast on the internet. Check us out anywhere and everywhere with B then BTI. That's B T H A N B T I, anywhere you consume your podcast. Uh, check out our official website, benheadproductions.com. Or slash being the BTI uh, on uh, was uh, Discord. We have a Discord. There you go. <laughs> we have Discord. Uh, you can email us. Let us know you want to join the Discord at be the BTI gmail.com. Uh, we're on the most social media platforms except for I think one. I can't think of which one, but even the platform formerly known as Twitter, we're on there as well. Be the BTI. It's still known as Twitter. You go to twitter.com. You know where the fuck we're going. <laughs> uh, uh, that's it. Yeah, this bitch, please. Oops.